0: all right so the national championship is set University of Georgia versus Alabama this next Monday 8 p.m. NFL playoffs are set and it was a crazy you know Monday New Year's Six Bowl games were incredible this year Um Oh, wow. There was there was Monday had a lot of good games. Yeah, yeah. Penn State-Washington on, on Saturday was a good one, too. A lot of good games. Uh, there was a clear takeaway as far as conference records in bowl games, <clears throat> without a doubt. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk uh, a lot about the Georgia-Oklahoma game, a little bit about the Bama game, and just some takeaways overall from the bowl season. And then looking forward to the national championship and also the NFL playoffs. Cleese got – and some interesting takes on uh, playoff structures and the way he thinks they should uh, format the playoffs for college football. So you know, let's uh, let's give him music here. Lenny Kravitz coming up. Okay, so Georgia is going to the National Championship, baby. Totally didn't call it at the beginning of the year because I honestly didn't think it would happen. But hey, it happened. Uh, Baker McMayfield, Maker Bayfield, however you say his name, uh, really played well. He really gets hated on by every Georgia fan. He has been getting ragged on. And I... And the players, not just the fans. I mean, the so players tell him to humble himself. And yeah, play. like, I don't think he really needs to humble himself. Like, I mean, he really humbled the Georgia defense. defense, yeah. Like, I'm totally on board with that. I mean, big Georgia fan, obviously, big fan of the defense. But I don't understand how you tell, like, the best player in college football, literally by definition, that he should humble himself. Like, yeah. if anything, you should respect him on what he did to you. Your defense – Georgia's defense isn't the reason we won that football game. The reason we won that de- that football game is because Oklahoma's defense is atrocious. Yeah, well, I mean we we're gonna so we're gonna break down some of these stats. But I mean, you cannot tell. Baker's stat line and what he did to, to the Georgia defense and opened up. Like I said, we we're gonna get into this. But you, you can't take like Baker. Jake Fr- Jake Fromm's three best games; they probably don't equal Baker Mayfield's stats from the Rose Bowl. Baker Midfield is the man. He, he's, yeah. he's the best player in college football, without a doubt. And, I mean, the Georgia the Georgia players telling him to humble himself is, is ludicrous. And the fans, is, they're clearly mind. just giving him a hard time. I mean, he's an easy person to hate on. Just like Johnny Manziel was, he's a really easy person, yeah. a really easy target. Yeah, he's an easy target, but he's also nowhere near those guys. Like, he's a pretty respectful dude. Like, his head coach loves him. And I feel like... You know, he, he's a two-time walk-on that stole somebody's spot. That's so relatable uh, to so everybody. everybody. It's, it's, it's respectable, too. Yeah, extremely. And I, it kind of pisses me off because you're like, how can you not respect a guy who just has so much fire and just so much want for his team to be successful and himself? And he yeah. obviously, I mean, you can say he puts himself before the team, but you know I, I kind of disagree with that. I think he's the kind of guy that no matter what, he's going to sacrifice for the better of his team. I, I, and i think nfl scouts are going to be drooling out that element of his game. Anyway, okay. stay on our track. Um, Johnny, where we got? Let's let's look at the the conference records here. So, if anyone's been watching, you know the Big 10 was going into Monday's Michigan South Carolina game with a 7 and 0 record, hoping to finish 8 and 0 in their bowl games, and Michigan stumbles somehow loses against South Carolina. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh um I don't know what he's thinking. Jim Jim Harbaugh is <laughs> to get it together. Yeah, I mean, he started off so good there. I mean, he had a good year this year too. But if you don't beat Ohio State, so you're um, on the hot seat essentially. Yeah, and he's lost. He's he's zero three against them. Um, so <laughs> what? do you His did. recruiting classes are coming in, and it's surprising because him being a quarterback, you would think he could recruit good quarterbacks, but that's not the case. Nah, that's that story's for another time. They had a 16-point lead, and he couldn't. Yeah, he doesn't have a great quarterback, but they should be able to hold on to a 16-point lead against South Carolina. So that'll be interesting. Um, the Pac-12 was literally the opposite. They were uh, almost. They were 1-8 in their bowl games. Yeah, that's awful. Awful. Um, I, d- I mean, Washington had a really respectable showing against Penn State. Yeah. But USC, they, they looked like the, clearly they ran, on a different level yeah. than Ohio State. They weren't even close. Talent didn't look the same at all who was uh, the only team that won was uh in the Pac 12 was that U- uh ucla no they lost too. they lost to i'm gonna do a live uh johnny google search here oh man i don't remember so we are not sure but washington we- state they got beat by michigan state they looked they didn't look good either UCLA lost to Kansas. Utah. State. Utah. Utah was the only Utah. one. Utah's what? are they won their past nine bowl games? Utah is clutch in their bowl games. Yeah, if you have got a hundred bucks to bet on a team in a bowl game, bet Utah. And they beat a good West Virginia team. They beat them thirty to fourteen. I mean, they, Utah had a good team all year long. They every year they have a. It's it's a it's amazing to think Utah was in the Mountain West a couple a years ago. ago. Yeah. And one. now they're one of the you know they year in and year out definitely in the top, they're in top top team. top half in the you know the Pac 12. They don't get enough love, but uh as far as other conferences bowl records, um the Sun Belt 4 and 1, that's, you know, interesting cuz they this year they got they were given a little bit of love. Um and they they played well in their bowl games. ACC 8, th- eight and 3. That's pretty good. Think about that is they got 11 teams in bowl games. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's I mean, crazy. They that I mean that shows you they had Florida State wasn't even a bowl game. Yeah, they were. They were? Yeah, they just had a uh, – they played some crappy team. I don't I remember. They they won their bowl game pretty pretty easily. Sorry to all my listeners out there. I'm Big 12, 5-3. I'm only worried about Georgia this week. Yeah. Um, Georgia won. I don't know if you saw that game. Georgia won. The the Americans, which is the conference with Central Florida and South Florida, the Central Florida coaches already declared themselves, themselves national champions. And he said that it should not be the power five, it should be the power of six because the American Conference is as good as the rest. So is what that's what No, I'm sorry, not the coach, the A D for UCF. Okay, the A D needs to <laughs> get back down and sit in his small chair. Yeah. And realize that he just lost a coach to a power five conference. Because the American Conference was not a power six conference. But truth be told, he's going to Nebraska. If Nebraska and Central Florida played the next three years, I would favor Central Florida in at least two of those games. I was looking for, didn't South Florida, they beat Texas Tech. I will say. That was a good game. I mean, yeah, it was a good game. And the the American Conference is a strong conference. But the difference is, when you had to play solid teams, ACC teams, Big 10 teams, even a Big 12 team, week in and week out you get beat up and it's hard to keep those. Well, when we got to play NFL players week in and week yeah. out, it's just tough because you know, you got the wear and grind of a, you know, pretty rigorous schedule along with just better athletes in general who can kind of take over games. Right. Whereas in the American Conference, you know, you can kind of recruit the best players. Like UCF and USF clearly gets the best recruits, so they're probably going to win against the lesser talented recruits. Whereas yeah. a place like Nebraska, you got to compete with recruiting from Ohio State. You know, yeah, you're you not going to get you're Michigan. You're probably State. not going to get any Florida recruits, which clearly Central Florida and South Florida they're living off of that South Florida talent. Yeah, and I mean they're they're pipelineing them suckers in. So the SEC four and five um, doesn't sound too great, and they didn't really. You know, Auburn losing to Central Florida kind of five and four would look a lot different. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, what's holding the SEC together is it's incredibly top heavy, and you got two teams in the national championship. Another thing I'll say about this is the SEC SEC teams will take a Kentucky for instance. Kentucky had a decent year, but they're not a great. They're not a a really competitive team, and they had to go against one of the, you know, more competitive teams in the Big Ten in, in Northwestern this year. So you can almost say, yeah, they're comparable programs within the leagues. But Kentucky, Northwestern, as far as, like, their record, they were at the top of the Big Ten this year, and they had to play at Kentucky. So that that kind of hurts the SEC where, like, they always are going to have to play a team that had a really good year. So where who won that game? Northwestern beat Kentucky. Well, but it was, sure. a, it was a really close game, 23-24. Yeah. And Northwestern was 10-3 and this year. Kentucky 7-6. and So, like, that's what I'm saying. You take an SEC team – who basically barely bowl eligible, they're going to go play a team who had their best season in years. I don't like that argument. That's a small sample size. Or in a and this year, 7-6, and six, they had to go play at Wake Forest. Now, it is it's, – it's Wake Forest. Right. They're and, awful. They're not awful. They had a really good year this year. Yeah, but they're playing in like the, the – uh, I don't know the different divisions in the ACC, but they're playing in the weaker division. I mean, they lost to Clemson. Okay, that's a tough one to justify. I'm with you. All right, then uh, Mississippi State. I mean, they're a they're at the bottom tier of SEC just about, and they play Louisville. They beat they actually beat Louisville. Well, what's the two records matched up? I don't like your. I don't like it. Notre Dame beat LSU. That yeah. Did you see that catch at the end of that amazing. game? Incredible catch. Well, you get the trend I'm trying to get at. It's like you take a, a, a barely bowl eligible SEC team and they're going to match them up against a team who's had yeah, but you can the best away. season you can say had. Had the ACC too. N- not really. Yeah. VaTech. Look playing. at Virgi- Virginia Tech. Who what are they? 9 and 4. 18. They had a good year. They were ranked top playing Oklahoma State. That's like a, it makes sense to That's match not them fair. up there. Missouri had to go play Texas. Missouri Bro, was not Texas, a good team this Texas year. Texas hasn't been good in forever. I know it, but like they should. They that's should a tough be. matchup for Missouri. Oh my gosh, I don't like your argument. Really don't. Not a good one. All right, back on track. What we got next? All right, so the that's pretty much it for the uh, the highlights of the Big Ten. What do you think? I mean, with them being seven and one this year, what, what does that mean to us? Does it mean okay, the Big Ten is the best conference this year? They got screwed. And get you know not making the playoffs. I mean, if if you gonna if this is why college football is so great, is because you can argue it. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so great. Is it's why the fans are more into it. It's why the emotional appeal to a team and a college is different, is because you can argue that your team is better than another team without the without the scenario ever being able to play out. Sometimes, you know, like right now, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that Ohio State can play. Versus Clemson and beat them, and they can face Auburn. They can face Georgia, Oklahoma, and they can you know they can probably beat them. Obviously, they lost Oklahoma, but I mean that was just one game. You know, same with Penn State. You tell me, Penn State can't keep up with those teams? So I, I think what happened is the SEC is has the best teams in the nation, and I think uh, the SEC has the best players in the nation, so they get more respect. Uh, Their recruitings are just bigger. College is just bigger in the South, as far sure. as SEC football goes. It's, uh, they put more players in the NFL. Not, a, any other not a comparison. It's, yeah, it's not close. So I, I do think the Big Ten is just as good as the SEC, as far as team for team. You know, if you take the five best teams versus, in the Big Ten versus the five best teams in the SEC, they're all going to be good games. The, the Big Ten can definitely hang with the SEC. SEC can hang with the Big Ten. SEC's just got the two best teams in the nation this year. Yeah. So you don't you don't look at it and you, you don't say they got screwed, they should be in the playoffs like they're No, they're, because Ohio State had some bad losses. I don't think Ohio, I think I think they got the playoff right this year. Truthfully, I do. But I do think Big 10. For them for people to say that SEC is just the best conference, no doubt, I think they're wrong. I think Big 10 showed that they should share it this year. They should share it? It's a tie? Uh, it's close. Put it that way. I mean, I think if it's a tie, then you got to give the edge to who's who wins the national championship. It's going to be the SEC. Yeah, I just mean the conference as a whole. Yeah. SEC is definitely more top-heavy. When you look at the Big Ten, their, their games, <clears throat> they were all competitive games, pretty much, except for Ohio State and USC. And USC is constantly overranked. And they, they're always ranked too high. USC's Thanks. good, though. USC could go in and they beat. They have them. good talent, but they, they could go and beat most teams. I, the problem very well could be coaching with them because they've got to be getting the talent, right? But they haven't had. Well, your uh, argument for USC is the same. USC's <laughs> always going to have to play the best play, best team. No, but they. No, yes. You've got to perform, and they haven't performed on the top top level. They What did they get beat by Alabama last year, first game of the year? Yeah, Alabama was amazing last year. I mean,. Year. Well, then they did. They actually beat Penn State in a bowl game last year. That was their most impressive win. The they, don't, last they, few they, years. they won the freaking Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, I mean that's a very successful season in most people's eyes. Just not Alabama. So, and I, once again, I'm not a fan of your argument. I think USC is really good. If USC plays most teams in college football, they were, they they were overranked. That's all I'm saying. They, I mean, they, that's they right, were. I don't, but I don't. I mean, it's just part of college football. It's what's trending lately. And it always shapes up at the end. But if a team has a really good win, they got to put them up there. Because you have to judge them week to week. That's the best thing about college football. Because the rankings are week to week, and then the CFP rankings come out, and then that's your resume. So, alright, the, the, if I was Ohio State after beating USC 24-7... to But, like, you're you tell me, they're number 8. Like, I think that's a, I think that's pretty fair. And they'll, they'll go down to 14 or something. I feel like Wisconsin, at number 10, is a better team than USC. Okay. Like, I feel like you, you see, They will end up... They're, they're they not will, way off, but they're... They will end up ranked higher than USC. They've, yeah, okay. So, so if I was Ohio State after beating USC 24-7, to 7, ranked number 5, <clears throat> you watch the Georgia-Oklahoma game, you can't argue about that. That game went double overtime. Like, they're both really good teams. I got it right. Exactly. And you look at Clemson, you might be able to say, all right, we... Could have performed better than Clemson. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, at some point, it has to come to losses, wins, and losses. And, you know, Clemson was the number one seed. You got the three and four seed playing the national championship. They're both out of the SEC. This year was one of those years, it's like there are many teams that could, you could say, are the best teams. If they did a round robin and all had to play each other, the top 10 teams, who knows what would happen? Yeah, that's what, yeah. It would basically just be the healthiest survive because they're they're that close this year. They are really there's not that there's that much parity and there's not there's no one separating themselves that much. Yeah. That's kind of the takeaway I say. I mean, the Big 10, they really did perform well and they're I think there's 16 plus, 6 teams 6 to 7 teams 7 to 8 teams <laughs> that belong that can compete for a national championship this year. That's it. 7 to 8. Alabama, okay. Georgia. Yes. Clemson, Oklahoma, yep. Ohio State, yes. Auburn, yes, Penn State, Penn State, okay, UCF, Central Florida. You think Central Florida could could hang? They beat Auburn, who Auburn beat two teams. I, I shouldn't have said that Auburn. that type of tone because I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and I'm so not under the uh, insinuation that Auburn didn't. Ooh, they didn't want to play. Like, come on, they play in their freaking backyard. They got to go to Atlanta, which is two hours away in front of all their fans, very loyal fan base, outnumbered astronomically compared to UCF fan base at the game. And they got beat. Right. And Auburn has beaten Alabama. They've beaten Georgia. And they lost to Clemson. They 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 already already beat the National Champions. They lost to Clemson. (laughs) Yeah. Barely. So, yeah, barely. Uh, Auburn's really good. Auburn just got cut in a really bad part of the schedule. I'm with you. Yeah, the, I mean the, the the season was an incredible season. Where yeah, so anyways, that's, hold that's on real quick best game of the season. Man, I always struggle with this. I mean, Georgia Oklahoma games automatically that's like an instant classic. Best playoff game there's been yet. Well, best semifinal game because yeah, last, last year, year the uh, Deshaun Watson throw to that was insane. Renfro huh? best game this year, man. I Me and you, we asked this question to each other a couple weeks ago. Yeah, there's a couple games that stand out. You have the Georgia uh, Notre Dame game. Yeah. Which was an instant classic. That's what they call them. I'm not calling it that. Um, Then you have the Ohio State Penn State game. That was incredible. You have the. um, There's one other. Shoot, man, the Central Florida South Florida game for the champion. The American Championship was a great game. That was a great game. Uh, there was one other game I forgot, but it was wild. Uh, anyways, getting off the point there. And then you had the Georgia-Oklahoma game. I think the Georgia-Oklahoma game wraps so. it up. All right, so we, we kind of just went through how there's eight teams, essentially, who could have competed for the national championship if they were to do a round robin, which isn't feasible. How do we how do we get this right? If four teams isn't right with one semifinal play in a championship, if that's not right... What is right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like it's going to get out of hand in a couple years. But, I mean, this is why college football is so great is because it's debatable and everybody feels like their opinion weighs more than their opposing fans. That's what makes it so great. So when your team does get in, you're like, ha, told you. And there's no, like, you know, unless your team plays head-to-head, like everybody just compares losses. Like, oh, <coughs> well, Troy beat, you know, LSU. LSU beat Auburn. Yeah. And, you know, Georgia State beat – a team that Troy lost to. Yeah. So it's like Auburn beat Georgia and Bama and Central Florida beat Auburn. So they're the national yeah. championship. So yeah. that's but well, that's what makes college football so great. And so your team their argument is always going to be, well my team or this team is good enough to compete with that team and that team's in a contend- contention for a national championship. So if you go to eight teams, everybody's gonna be like, Why can't we do twelve? And then if we go to twelve, everybody's gonna be like, Well, number 13's kinda li- looking lonely. Like, why isn't 13 just as good as 12? I don't know, man. So I mean, it's if you always going to gonna be at the discretion of the voters, which is why college football is going to be the best. The only thing about if you it's were... the NFL. I like the idea of doing... Um, a, so you, are you saying stick with four? or Are you, are you saying... I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad if they went to eight, but I would never want to expand it more than eight. So eight is probably one. the magic number for you? I don't know. I kind of like four. Do you like four better than the BCS, the old system? Yes. You do. I like. I think four is really good. So here's my thing on it. First of all, on just a general, how many bowl games were there? Thirty-six or something? There's sixty teams playing in bowl games. There's 120 FBS teams. That's nuts. You should not have half of these college football teams playing in bowl games. It doesn't. I I love the tradition and the idea that bowl games have been around for so long because the principle of them really. They're baseless. They're meaningless. The Holiday Bowl. Well, what are you really playing for? They really don't mean. They're it's 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 a it's celebration. It's purely tradition. It's it's a celebration for the kids. It's like you. It's like you behaved all the year. You did A lot class. of the players don't even look forward to it, man. That's, not, lot, true. They're, they're That's sit, not true. They're yeah, they sit them out. No, let me let me. Are you are you done? No, I'm not done. Okay. I I get what you're trying to get at. And well, I'm not me, saying I'm gonna, go away I'm gonna respond to what you're saying. So tell me. What you're um, I'm not saying get rid of them. I'm not, I'm, say, I'm saying that the games are purely... They don't have any impact outside of the playoffs. They really don't. I'm not saying get rid of them, but you can't have this many. If you want them to mean anything and to continue down the road to carry some weight, to mean something to the players, to mean something to the fans, then you can't have this many of them. So I disagree. I think the bowl games are great. And the reason why I think they're great and the players do like them, mm-hmm. it's because you... It's like going to an end of the year party at school, you know. Is some kids get checked out early and they're like, "Oh, that party's lame." Very few of them now. You know, the rest of them were like, "Man, I worked my butt off this year. I'm ready to celebrate." So the kids to get to go on a bowl game, it's a, it's a free vacation for them to go hang out with all their buddies that they've been training hard with for eight nine months. And so it's if you make a bowl game, you completed a mini goal in the teams, you know. Well, it's a crappy Entire. goal. You won six games. No, you it's won. not a crappy goal. That's, that's but you but I mean you're six and six potentially. That's not that big of a deal. To some why times should it you is. Get, I well but you gotta realize it's only, really cool to go celebrate, but why okay. should they get to celebrate? So half of the really accomplishments. I'll let you talk. So I get to talk. <laughs> I did let you finish. Yeah. So it's the players really look forward to it because like the Bahamas ball. They get to go to That's they, a clear one you would keep. Okay. The New York the pinstripe. Right? <laughs> that's a clear one you'd keep. Okay. But name naming mean, the good ones. The Boca Raton Bowl—that's awesome. They get to go down to Florida. Okay, what about the Birmingham Bowl? They still get to go to Birmingham. They still get to go to do all the cool attractions around the area. What Whether it be attractions? A NASCAR track. <laughs> they. What do you mean? And then they get a ton of money.
1: They, they don't get that ton. Of, okay. okay, so
0: you're telling me you wouldn't want to go on a full week long trip? Of course I would. I'm saying hey, they don't deserve it. What do you mean they don't deserve it? They're six and six, but to seven and six, like you need to at least win. Eight what? games? Eight games? Eight games. Okay, I disagree. It just doesn't... I think I think it's what awesome. What did they really accomplish? They were better than half the teams in college football. So, I mean, this is literally like the epitome of like, give everyone and then, a trophy. And then... No, it's not. It because, is. No, listen. Because also, those teams to the program, like it means so much if you make a bowl game. Like, it, it has a way bigger... Uh, I totally disagree. It doesn't okay, mean well, let much. me finish. You're only let, as good as the top no, half. No. So let me let me, uh, let me me finish this, please. If you make a bowl game, your program is in a huge step in the right direction. Because if you do not make a bowl game, you have to put your pads up. You can't start practicing until the uh, middle of January. If you make a bowl game, you get an extra 30 days of practice by the NCAA. That is huge for recruiting, player development, and team building, and coaching. So you're, you're allowing the program to get a month of extra practice that nobody that half the teams in the nation aren't getting. So if you cannot get a bowl game, it, your, your chances at a successful season, you're already a month behind everybody else. And you think that half the teams deserve that chance. It shouldn't be reserved for at least the top third. I'm not saying get rid of all of them. I'm saying trim it from 36 bowl games or however many to maybe 25. Get rid of some of these that don't. That the fans... I mean... <clears throat> It's not for There's the fans. There's no one going. That's not to... for the fans. That's for the players. They clearly make that obvious. Well, then someone's missing the boat because the whole reason this exists is for the fans. Yes, but the reason, like, they know when they go to the Bahamas Bowl that they're not going to get a bunch of fans. They'll get a few people on TV. Again, on TV Bahamas Bowl is a great is a great one. A player. There's only a team that you does. Can only well. you can only name two to three bad bowls. I, like I, if you tried, that you'd be like, I don't want to go there. But I promise you, you'd no. Both. If I was a player, I'd want to go. I'm saying that's that, what that, it's for. It, but it that's what it's for. I, they literally I don't think do it it is. It. They Bowl games are for TV so that the, ESPN can sell the rights for advertisements. That's a, the only reason. If there wasn't, a, if it wasn't on TV, they wouldn't do it. There's about 45. Uh, there's about 20 bowl games where ESPN knows they're going to make money. But it's for the fans too. Your your team's going to a bowl game, that's cool, no matter what. And 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 winning six winning six totally cool. Winning six games is a kind of a big deal. It may not sound like it, but not every team's really good. Georgia State and Western Kentucky, they're seven and five and six and seven. So Georgia State, they don't. You know how big that is for Georgia State's program. It gives these small. I agree. It's huge for Georgia State, but it gives these small programs a year's. They got a month of extra practice. I think they they just have too many of them. What I'm getting at here I disagree. Is I that think it gives us, if I, you go I'm a small it, guy, I mm-hmm. think it's cool that the small schools get a chance. I love it. I'm not I'm not I love the I fact that they small. get to do that, but it it's bad. I think it's and the reason it's bad is if you try to expand the playoffs, more playoff games, the less the bowl games matter. They already don't matter, they don't have implications. I still like it. I'm glad they do it, they need to continue doing it at a smaller capacity because when you expand the playoffs, Those the the extra ten the 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 ones that no one really cares about the fans don't yeah it's cool for the players they're gonna get less attention yeah but it's cool to the fans of those teams and like you saying the games don't matter that's what I'm saying the games they don't necessarily matter but as a fan you're gonna watch the Auburn game no matter what I know it okay that's what it's for but But it's because your team has made a bowl game if Auburn doesn't win eight games and it's a then I would understand they don't get to go. Because you're, you're you're rooting for a team that is a national contender year in and year out. Yeah. Okay. That's the difference. If right. you're a huge fan of Troy, you are thrilled if they get to go. But this isn't about us. It's right. about – but I'm, I'm trying to speak to your angle at this thing that you're a fan. <coughs> I've already covered the player's angle. I'm trying to cover the fan's angle. Yeah. No matter what, it's cool to see your team in a bowl game. And it gives the smaller schools a chance to exposure. So what I think they should do is trim from 36 bowl games down to maybe 25 – Instead of going to eighteen playoff, go to a six team. One and two seeds get a bye. So that way you don't the problem with going to eight and more is you get too many games for a championship team. I apologize. We, a have, a, we have a dishwasher going on. Johnny's about to go Uh-oh. turn it off. There he did. So, anyways, you go to six teams, the one and two seed get a bye. <laughs> and so you're only putting you're only putting four teams out of hundred and twenty FPS teams through an extra game in the season. Yet with 6 teams you're increasing your chances of getting the the best team in the country by 50% from the current situation you have you know that's a that's a much much better odds of getting the best team in the country you can automatically put in the conference winners of the power 5 and then in in it if they win if they win your conference from a power 5 you're in and that sixth seed is either you know then that's the next best team it doesn't have to be from the group of 5 but it's the next best team in this scenario where Georgia won the SEC. You'd probably put in Alabama, UCF. You it would be between Bama and UCF, right? Yeah. You'd probably put in Bama over UCF. Probably. So I, I like that system, and then the one and two seeds get they get the buy, they they get the benefit of uh, yeah, automatically to the semifinals. So I don't I don't like that at all because I that, that reminds me of the NFL. And once again, I think college football is so good is because it's debatable. It's debatable. You can win a conference championship and still not get in. And to me, that is awesome because there's a clear difference between conferences. So I don't think the Pac-12 should have an automatic bid because sometimes the American conference can be better than the Pac-12. So then why wouldn't the American conference get an automatic bid? So then I don't like anything always being finite, this is it, no matter what. That's the AFC, that's the NFC, NFC South, All that. that's NFL. We already have that. So I like... Just do your top eight teams. Do your top 16s, No matter what. What if you did? You're doing the six seed like I laid out, but you only are automatic bid if you win your conference and don't have any more than two losses. That way, like if a Pac-12 team like that's this too year, complicated. where if they had three losses and they're clearly not as good, they don't have an automatic bid. That doesn't mean they're not in. See, that's just not a, automatic. See, I don't. I like college football so much is because there's no formula. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Uh, and I, there's a big, huge. It's eye good test. for debate, right? It's good. It's great for debate. Well, it's just good for college football. That's what makes college football college football. We already have it. We already have a systematic playoff. That's the NFL, and you know that's good. But college football is different. Last question. It's a twist on the sport, but let me say something real quick okay. about the bowl games. The small teams is what holds those games together. Because if you win eight games and you miss it, like in Auburn, you know you can argue. Notre Dames, Auburns, LSUs, these teams' bowl games, they did not really matter. They're like, our goal is to win a national title. Right. So if you just take the teams who win eight games and then they don't make the playoffs, that team's like, okay, we're really good. We didn't make the playoff. Well, screw this game. So I think these little teams hold the bowl season together because teams like Troy, North Texas, Georgia State, Western Kentucky, Marshall, those teams, they want to be there. They're thrilled to be there. They want to win so bad. UCF, for example like they were crawling at their teeth like they loved playing in this game. Well, it, and I, so that I mean the reason why Auburn the Auburn game was good, the Chick-fil-A Bowl is if uh, Auburn was playing, you know, Florida or you know like Notre Dame or something, it wouldn't be as good as a game. No, I think it's because the smaller teams hold the ball hold hold the ball season together. The I like the smaller game in it. They're better it's games. it's fun to see them in there, but the reason if it's not a playoff game, the reason a bowl game matters is because it's the tradition of it just like the rose bowl doesn't have to be a playoff game but it's always a big deal to win the rose bowl because of the tradition and the uh, you know everything surrounding it and so you know these the cotton bowl the sugar bowl these games are always going to matter if you win them the peach bowl now it's becoming that way the ucf auburn that is a big deal to win that's that's a huge deal to win the game mm-hmm. so you got to if you trim down the like bowl games they all start to gain some notoriety some some power some name recognition that's key. So just do six bowl games? No, you go from 36 to 25 and you do a 16 playoff. 36 to 25. So yeah. an 11 game trim is going to turn around the playoff system. It's or not the turn, playoffs. Turn around it's the, the bowl game. Again. It's going to make them. It's. to you make think them viewership will go up? Like total viewership? Yeah. No, I mean that's like that's like comparing baseball to football. Your baseball is going to have more viewers, but not on a per game basis. Yeah, yeah per yeah. game, the games are going to have more viewers for sure. I think that that's not good. So look, all right, we could go around around all all day on this. So let's play oh. in some music, right? Yeah, let's play some music, all right. and then we'll talk about G- the Georgia Oklahoma game, Georgia Auburn, Georgia Alabama. Yeah, Let's go and see the stars, the Milky Way, All right. All right. So we have kind of highlighted it. Georgia, Oklahoma played uh, instant classic, best way I can say it. Georgia won fifty-four to forty-eight in double double overtime off of a blocked field goal. <laughs> Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, that dude. He he. Uh, it's a machine. Georgia defense was clutch when they needed to be, and then the Alabama-Clemson game. I don't have a ton of takeaways from that. Alabama won twenty-four to six, and it kind of. Uh, Alabama's scary. It just kind of lulls you to sleep with their defense. And the thing about it is their defense <clears throat> has been beat up all year long and is nothing they were last year. Yet you see what they do to a pretty potent offense. So Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the – I mean, if Alabama has a month to prepare for somebody, they're going to beat them most of the time. And then if Alabama has a month to prepare for a freshman QB, you can go ahead and kiss that offense goodbye. I mean, he couldn't do anything against them. Well, and he's also, he's never lost a rubber match game. Or any, not a rubber, I shouldn't say a rubber match, but when he loses to a team, he beats them every time after they play. Nick Saban, that is. That's awesome. He's never lost after losing to a team. I thought it was pretty cool how big dude, defensive lineman, had an interception. Loved it. And then they threw him the ball. And then and they, they threw him like... the touchdown. That's the biggest takeaway. So let's get into the Georgia-Oklahoma game then. Um, what, off the top, Pete, what's, what's the deal? What happened there? How did Georgia take away this game? Uh, they could run the ball. And they could run the ball in large chunks when they needed to. If That was the thing to me. If Georgia said, all right, it's first and ten, if we run the ball three times, one of those times we're going to get yeah. a breakaway for eight or ten yards or more. Sonny Michelle's really fast. Nick Chubb's really fast. Uh, Jake Fromm did a really, really good job of passing when he needed to, but I was even more impressed with his audibles at the line. Um, you always, in college football, the quarterback – with the exception of probably Baker Mayfield, and I'll get to this in a second, you go to the line with two plays. Every single play that is called has an has a uh, an audible play, and so uh, with the flip of a word, uh, Fromm walks to the line and he says the word, and then the offensive line all looks around. And they go, everybody's got it. The receivers, it's a running play, so they block no matter what, and then he just tells Sony to get on either side. And so there was a couple runs, one in particular that was like a 75-yard touchdown where they were, he was about to say hut and he saw one of the linebackers was overloaded to the left side. So Fromm walks up there, calls the audible, moves Sony to the other side, bam, touchdown, 75 yards. And Kirk Herbstreit called it, you know, as he saw it, he's like, this is something, you know, that provided Fromm job security over Jacob Eason was his ability to recognize a bad defense and put his team in the best position. Uh, that was a, one of the biggest takeaways that I saw. And that's why I think Georgia won is because they could run the ball in you know large chunks from Jacob Eason's uh, <clears throat> understanding of a bad defense. So that must have been the area where me and you missed because we were both calling for Jacob Eason essentially this whole year. Even when from you know had the good games and beat you know Notre Dame or the, or you know beats Auburn the second time, we're like, okay, yeah, he, he's better than we thought, but still we feel like Jacob Eason could do better. What happened, what I saw, there was a the fourth quarter, two minutes left. From's getting, he's getting rushed. He steps up to avoid the sack, which it wasn't like an easy one. It was a hard one to see. He was out of the corner of his eye. And uh, he drops it off right to Sonny Michelle for first down. And it, and it was a really important play because it's the decision-making. Like he could have tried to scramble around too much to try to pick it up himself. But he saw he could just take one simple step up into the pocket where it didn't look like it made sense, but his vision saw that he could dump it off to Michelle for a quick little first down. And I felt like Eason, he's not the type of player to make that play. His vision isn't the same. Yeah. He would have tried to make the throw with his arm. Or other players, like even a Baker Mayfield. No, nah, not him. But some players, they tried to make the play with their feet. Yeah, uh, you know, Jacob uh, Eason is more like uh, Jameis Winston. Like, just feels like he can make every throw. And he's got such a strong arm, both of them do that most of the time they can. Yeah. So I, I do think Jake Fromm was unique in that play, and that probably Jacob Eason couldn't have done it. However, I, I still think Jacob Eason is the better quarterback. And that's not gonna change my mind. But I mean, Jake Fromm made some excellent decisions and he's he's doing everything not to lose the game. Yeah. He hasn't I mean, that fourth quarter drive he did a really good job. And that, that's the first time I've seen him put the team on his back. Um, but when the team rushes for you know, 500, 400 yards, you're going to get some easy looks as a quarterback. Yeah. Nonetheless, give respect where it's due. Uh, let me hit on real quick about Baker Mayfield. About he, You don't see it in college, but the dude looked like he had the ability and the freedom, and this is a really big deal in college football for a, a head coach to give a 22-year-old freedom on play calling. Baker Mayfield was going up to the line, basically essentially running a NASCAR drill, Looking over at his coach, coach gives him a thumbs up. Then Baker calls off like three plays in a row. So, like, Baker literally could call what he wanted at his own discretion as yeah. far as running routes. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, you don't Baker, see that a lot. Baker, he's probably the most poised QB I've seen at the college level. Mm-hmm. And exciting. And it's like, like he, a, a he is. exciting. He's like almost fidgety anxious to be given the ball with the opportunity with the game on the line. Well, yeah. I love it. So he throws that interception, right? Really a bad throw. Very next drive, he gets up there. Bam. Five yard, five plays, four passes. Uh, he tries to get the running uh, when he threw the touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. He can't, He throws the interception, very next drive, 75 yards, touchdown pass. He. This is an amazing play. He steps up in the pocket, tries to find his running back. He realizes Roquan Smith is covering his running back up. He's about to get sacked. So he steps up in the pocket and then moves laterally left and then finds the same running back open towards the back of the end zone touchdown pass. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, if I just throw an interception, I'm probably going to be a little hesitant on my next couple throws. Right. No, he throws a 50-50 ball. Uh, freshman-wide receiver for Oklahoma comes down and makes it, and then he throws a touchdown pass two plays later. Pretty wild. So, <clears throat> the on, on Baker, I was watching the game and taking some notes, and I wrote down, I remember in the uh, – in overtime, UGA was the, they had the ball first, right? Oklahoma elected to go second in the first overtime. UGA, they don't convert third down. And I saw it, it pans over to Baker, and he literally licked the grass. Did you see that? Mm-mm. He like was, he was jumping up and down, and they made the stop, and he like kind of jumped up and fell to the ground, and he licked the grass, and he he's this weird, like really weird, wry smile on his face, and I was like, Baker's about to win the game. <laughs> yeah, they ran the ball three times in a row. That was that was weird. That was really weird. You put the ball in Baker's hands right there. Then maybe they win the game. But that was uh, Georgia. What they were able to do is, like you said, they were they did something they haven't done all year. They were only they only ran fifty eight plays through regulation. That shows how. And they put up, I mean, forty five points through uh through regulation, something like that. And well, fifty four minus uh, nine. Yeah. There you go. So forty five. Fifty forty five. They put up forty five and they only ran f- fifty eight plays. That's how explosive they were. They they've never they haven't been an explosive team that explosive all year long. That shows you their run game was basically unstoppable. I mean, Sony had four TDs over two hundred total yards. That's nuts. Yeah. He so right they, they just couldn't be stopped. I mean, you could say the same about Oklahoma's running back. But that's probably I mean he, the Oklahoma Oklahoma running back had two hundred rushing yards, but that had a lot to do with Baker Mayfield. We had three hundred and seventeen rushing yards. Holy crap! As a team, yes. For one hundred and six, uh, one hundred and eighty-one for Sony, one hundred and forty-five for Nick, and then uh, Sony had a, a receiving touchdown as well. Right, they do have five touchdowns. No, four. So go, go down, please. Sony had four total touchdowns. Yeah, I'm just saying that. Yeah, it was for over two hundred total yards. I mean, he had an incredible game. Um, MVP. MVP. He was there at the MVP, right? Yes. So, in overtime, <laughs> it's third and two. Oh, you, they need to convert. And Roquan Smith comes across and lays the wood on this guy. Yeah, that was birth. crazy. He came out of nowhere. Yeah, he hit him and he like popped his whole body back. Like, oh, it was, it was insane. Coming from nothing, too. Like, he got stopped by a block, throws the block, and then like from zero to just bam. Mm-hmm the got backwards. Mm-hmm. Not a small running back. So that was the second overtime, right? And that's when Oklahoma was forced to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. And Lorenzo Carter comes across and blocks the field goal. Biggest comeback in Rose Bowl history. Longest field goal in Rose Bowl history. First overtime. 65-yarder? First overtime. First overtime in playoff. Not Rose Bowl. In is it, it? Really? Yeah. Okay. So that is... So UGA is 2-0 in the Rose Bowl. Yep. Yeah. They actually played in the Rose Bowl in 1943. Probably won't be going back for a while. No, it might be a while. So uh, that I mean that that was the that was the Georgia game. It was an incredible game. Georgia could have gone either way. They came through because of their defense, really. Um, Alabama, my takeaways from that basically their defense. I mean, you can't if you're looking forward, which we are. We're looking forward to the Alabama Georgia game, national championship now, right? Yes. How do you not favor Bama? Good question. Do you? They are favored. I don't know about how how much. Yeah, I mean, them hurting their linebacker and him not playing number uh, 33, I believe. That's a big deal, but, I mean, next man up, Nick Saban probably hasn't lost much sleep over it, even though he's an incredible player. Uh, Georgia, you know, you're going to see, too, it's not going to be... I see this as a you know, twenty five to twenty game, something pretty close. Um, I think Alabama's got a better secondary for dang sure. The best secondary that Jake Fromm will see all year. And, you know, Nick Saban's really good at messing with freshman QB's. This is you know, two weeks in a row where he's gonna face a freshman QB, you know, forty plus days of defense gets to make things complicated for a freshman QB. Yeah. That doesn't bode well for U G A. Uh, what UGA does have is explosive playmakers and experienced playmakers. Uh, we're probably the most, as far from our most elite players, the most experienced team in college football. Yeah. You know, we got five players who are going to be probably drafted before the fifth round that are all seniors. So, you know, I think, I think Jordan's got a really good shot. If we can run the ball at all, I don't think we will. Excuse me. I don't think we will run the ball very well. Uh, I see a lot of simple passes. I see a lot of 50 50 balls. I see Jalen Hurts playing a very, very good, efficient passing game. Calvin Ridley may have a couple touchdowns. Um, I, I, I think George is going to win 25 to, to uh, 21. George is going to win? 25 21. So, Clemson, I said they're pretty good offense, right? Yeah. Looking back at this game, and I'm trying to see how that affects this next one. Clemson only had they they were held negative seven yards in the first quarter. Their running backs only had ten yards at the half. Yeah, that's crazy. And they, it's a stout running back and a good offensive line, a, a very good offensive line. So they're probably going to be able to at least minute, they're they're going to mitigate George's run game. They're going to force kind of like Auburn did that first game. They're going to force him to throw. I think that's that's going to be that's going to be the game. How do they fare with that? So, I, don't, I mean, I can't – Alabama's favored by three and a half. I think we'll beat them by five only because of our running game and our uh, best – got the best linebacker in college football. And I think we have – I think Coach Kirby – Nick Sam has never lost to a guy who's coached under him. This is the game. He's going to lose. Georgia beats, uh, Georgia beats Alabama on, the, on good field goal kicking – Good special teams play, obviously, and then stout defense and playmakers making plays when they need to.
1: I heard it's David, not going to be
0: a very consistent game. I heard David Pollack say that you can't spill legendary without leg day. Did you hear him say that again? No. I think that's what's going to boast Garbro. Have you seen that dude's legs? He is massive. But they don't even play him that much. They have been playing Damian Harris. Yeah, they Dave play him. Because they, they, it was third and one, fourth and one. And Alabama obviously wanted to get the first down, and so they have a uh, Harrison, and they show a close up of Bo Scarborough. And he was mm-hmm. just over on the sidelines shaking his head. Did, did that was you, a great run by the guy, though. He oh whatever. yeah. Did you see Saban? He got knocked down by Hurts. Hurts panicked. Oh my gosh, he looked so scared. Literally, like he <gasps> he looked legit scared. Like would have rather thrown an interception. After the game, Saban said they don't make him like they used to. <laughs> Talking about himself, they asked if he's okay. They don't make it like they used to, but I thought it was hilarious. Hertz looked legit, le- legit scary. Did you see the photo of um, Nick Saban with his hat backwards, drinking a Gatorade cup on stage? Who? Nick Saban. No. Like that's how relaxed he was. He, you know, it's like I saw this meme. It was like when you purposely lose to in the Iron Bowl, so you don't have to play in the SEC championship, <laughs> so you can get the lowest seed in the college football Nice. Florida. And it was like whenever you've been here so many times before, and he's just chilling, letting his players soak it all up. He didn't even say anything, really. But they have some cool pictures of him in the locker room. I got a buddy who plays there, and he's just like throwing up the peace sign, like squatting down with the players, like totally relaxed. Not the Nick Saban you typically see. Yeah. No, they definitely benefit from not having played, not having to play in the SEC championship. I mean, Clemson was the one seed, but they really benefited from the timing of everything. Well I mean, Alabama, it was very hey, – Alabama freaking – Got a whole two week, a whole month and a half off from not playing in the get, SEC. To Champions. get healthy, that's all they needed. Yeah. To, to get healthy. So now we're on these kind of random things. This is a crazy stat. All every single one of Michigan and Missouri's wins this year came against teams with losing records. Those are the only two teams in the FBS with that type of stat. Michigan and Missouri. All of Michigan and Missouri's wins this year came against teams with losing records. Well made you look? How did you find that out? That's some just some. uh some JGSs, a lot of them. That's a good stat. Um, And did you have? Oh, UGA, their offensive coordinator Jim Cheney. Yeah. You know that last play Oklahoma kicks it off before the half. Half. Yeah, that that, that was the game changer when he, we had the 15. Their game. OC was in the elevator when that happened. Jim Cheney thought the game. He thought the half was over, so he gets in the elevator to go down to the uh, locker room, and he gets down there, and he, they tell him, "Hey, we, where were you?" Because they were waiting for the play call, so Kirby and uh, the QB coach they had to they had to make the play call, because Jim Chaney wasn't there obviously. So they're like, "Hey, we we got three points," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he just no, assumed it was over, man. Did he get in trouble? I have no idea. So another takeaway: Did you see? So ESPN they had two offerings. They had like the regular game on uh, both of the the. Georgia game and the Alabama game they had it on with the regular broadcast and then they had ESPN2 with the split screen coverage did you see that mm-hmm. so they basically said on the ESPN2 is the same broadcast but they split screened it where you could constantly look at both coaches and like two angles of the field with a bunch of stats yeah yeah, yeah I've seen that and basically they took this idea from European soccer because in European soccer you can literally bet on the games in the stadium while the game's going and on TV, they showed the game constantly with stats so that you know how to bet and things like that. I mean, this is – this is prob- that, I feel like that's the future. I mean, that's this is the way games are going to be begin being broadcast, especially in the NFL. You're going to see constant stat lines. Especially in the, in the NFL. Yeah. People are going to be betting on them with, in the game. I mean, that, Like the Raiders stadium? For sure. Absolutely. All right, so you got Georgia. I say Bama. I did pick both the teams right in the playoff. You did. Last week you chose. We were off on our scores. <laughs> Tremendous. Eh? Way low in the Georgia-Oklahoma game. And way high, way the high in the Alabama game. Um, last takeaway. NFL. Go Falcons. Go Panthers. Go Pats. Pats don't play this weekend. Nope. They have a bye. <laughs> they have a bye. But uh, the Buffalo-Jacksonville should be a good one. I agree. So next week, hopefully we'll be talking about the Dogs beating the World tide of Bama. But we shall see. Thanks for tuning in. Go Dogs.